tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 is a simple scripture. It said, we normally quote it without reading it as it's written. He it said, can two walk together unless they agreed? That is what the Bible says. Can two walk together as, unless they agreed? Most times we say it can two walk together except they agree. But it wasn't actually captured in the affirmative. It was captured in a question form. Can two work together unless they agreed? Here Amos was actually speaking about the, our union or relationship with God as children of God. And in this sense he was talking about the children of Israel who one way or the other have backslidden or gone astray from the ways of God. And he's trying to call them back and admonishing them and rebuking them. And he's trying to ask them a simple question. Probably they are blaming God but he want them to know that how can God alone be blamed if you also don't have a part in it. In other words it takes the two to be able to disagree or agreed so he said that can two work together unless they agreed in other words nothing can be done without the consent of the other everything that happens comes with an agreement if you don't agree with somebody nothing can be done you agreed with mr and mrs akron today that on saturday this day they are going to have their wedding here in Yahweh Temple, ICGC. And at this time of the day, they are going to have the wedding. So, you left everything that you are doing and you came here. It is an agreement. So, in, 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 in contract terms, you have entered into a contract with them. If you come in here and they were not having the wedding, they have deceived you. Are you understanding me? But as long as they are having the wedding, you are coming here, they don't need to sign a contract with you, but you have already entered into a contract. So there is an agreement. Agreement simply is the union or putting together of your expressions, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions into a harmonized flow. That means coming into an agreement. Whenever you are looking at anything, for instance, when you take the keyboard, you have the white key, you have the black key. The white and the black are, first of all, they are not of the same color. Secondly, they don't produce the same tune. But for agreement's sake, they try to patch up to produce the same, to produce a nice tune for you, for you to dance. I saw you put dancing because they are playing some things on this day and you are excited dancing. If they decided to fight each other right now, you wouldn't have the dance and the joy you are looking for. So that is what we mean by agreement. So agreement simply doesn't mean that we are all perfect. Agreement means that we have our flaws. We have our challenges. We have our stress areas. But for the sake of what lies ahead of our life, we have come together to achieve that particular goal and that particular purpose. Marriage is a goal. Marriage is a purpose. God put marriage together to achieve a particular purpose. And that purpose is not only to replenish the air by giving birth, but also to sustain society and give society meaning. That is why the gay rights is a threat to the 
marital institution. It's not just a fan. Because the truth of the doubt that God has his own plan to sustain the universe through marriage. God planted a tree to sustain the life of humanity. So if we decide to kill all trees today, because we think trees are becoming a nuisance and we want to build only houses to dwell in, then that is the very day you and I will also die. Because you see, by the cycle of life, God makes the trees to give us our oxygen that we breathe in. That is the air. You are alive right now because you are breathing in. When you stop breathing, you are dead. And it is the tree that gives you that oxygen. And we also we give the trees our carbon dioxide. The thing that we don't want, we release it and that is where the tree also picks it and prepares what we call uh, the process of photosynthesis and by light or by everything and then they get the nutrient to produce back to us. So we say the last tree the last tree that the last man dies. Water bodies are there to sustain us because they help to form rains. They help to cool our temperature. The reason why the water can be hot and the water can be cold is dependent upon the water bodies that are around you. So they are not just there for water to drink, but they are just also there to sustain our existence on earth. Even the ants and the mosquitoes that we can kill them, they are just there to also make human existence an important. So everything God created has a reason to preserve us and to protect our lives. In the same thing is with marriage. So if a man and a woman don't get married, we defeat the purpose of creation and for what purpose God has for us. So the issue of gayism is not just a fan, it's a serious threat to our existence on earth. The reason why you and I today can talk of the heat in our tropics is that as a result of the depletion of the ozone layer, which is there to make sure that it sustains the sun rays from heating the surface of the earth so that it can manage it before it gets done. He breaks it down like you are taking electricity from Akosombo. All the power from Akosombo does not flow through this bulb. The bulb would have been destroyed. But they break them into units and to voltage for us to have it in manageable terms. In the same way is ozone layer. But because of industry today we have destroyed all and now our continent and our land is heating and waters are drying and so many things are going bad it's as a result of that there is all kinds of sickness and diseases that we don't even have solutions to deal with them so everything God created has a purpose and marriage is one of the greatest purpose of God the two of you can only sustain this journey of marriage when you decide to agree because you have your temperament, she has a temperament. You are never and you can never be different. It will be a mistake for you, Daniel, to say Dinah should be like you. And it will be a mistake that Dinah will say, Daniel, be like me. There is nobody here that the man can be like the wife and the wife can be like the man. It can never be. Because first of all, our makeup, your makeup as a man is different. And her makeup as a woman is different. She was molded and well planned and thought of by God. Are you there with me? So she was giving features that makes her to be flexible. So Bible says we should dwell with them with knowledge because they are a weaker vessel. Their whole psyche is controlled by emotions. Emotions forms the better part of their reasoning and their everything. And so by even by reasoning, they reason first through their emotions before they express it. By you as a man, we have been connected and by our reason, we reason by the reverse of our intelligence and by logic. So, whereas it's where when you are reasoning through your right chamber of the mind, she is reasoning with both a left and a right chamber at the same time. So, she always is quick to.
to see something wrong when you are not trying to figure it out. So in dealing with issues, she would analyze and process issues differently. You also analyze and process issues differently. But listen to me, in the midst of all these things, the only thing that can sustain your marriage is to say that irrespective of who we are, we have agreed that we are going somewhere. And it is the journey you are embarking upon that is what will make you to agree. Because at the end of the day, there is a cause and there is a reason. David turned away from his brother. He said, is there not a cause? There is a cause. Why you said the two of you want to get married? And that cause is that you want to sustain your home. You want to build lives, which is your children, so that they will also be able to touch people's life tomorrow. So for the sake of those lives and for the sake of where you are going, that is why you need to agree. You see, marriage, marrying the two of you is a responsibility of the two of you. It's not a responsibility of your parents or your family. And I want to submit to any family member here or friends or fathers here. It is not your responsibility for them to know how to marry. It is their responsibility to make their marriage how they want it to be. Because when they met, you were not there. And the experiences and the things they are going to go through is not the same experiences and the things you are going to go through. That is what Bible says in a month of counselors and safety. You can only give counsel, but you cannot force them to behave the way you want them to behave. That is why marriage is not for children, but it's for mature adults. Because mature adults, because they can reason and they can think and they can process issues. And right now where they are, if they are put all of us together and said they are married, then they should know the consequences of marriage and they should know the blessings that is in marriage. It will be an irony for them to get up tomorrow and go to their mother and say, Mommy, teach me now how to marry. And Father, teach me now how to marry. It's never done. Because you need to make your mistakes and correct your mistakes and grow from it. Everybody grows along the line. That is why you deal with your issues and you grow to mature with it so that you save your marriage and preserve it for tomorrow. Because you brought the families together not to put enmity between them. You brought them together so that love will exist between them. But you can make enemies or make love depend upon how you are going to manage this marriage by your families. And it's important that it lies on the two of you. You need maturity, you need intelligence, you need everything to do. And I'm giving you three things to be able to work with. There are more. But if you can agree to work, you first of all know that you need sacrifice. And to those of you that are married here, and those of you that are going into marriage, there is no marriage institution that is perfect. God has a perfect marriage, marriage institution in mind, but the people themselves are not perfect. So if you cannot learn to swallow your ego and your pride, you can never make any marriage. There is no marriage that can work by magic. When you see a divorce, see two selfish people together. When you see a divorce, see two people who are not ready to submit to one another. That is why the Bible says that the man should love. It's a difficult thing for a man to love. It's very easy for a woman to love. And he says the woman should submit. Submission for a woman is a challenge. So God swapped the rules. Anytime you die to yourself, you can exist in marriage. Because people who are alive doesn't marry. It takes dead people to marry. You are in the marriage and you are thinking about yourself. You are so self-centered and occupied with yourself that you think it can work. It can never work. If two people are sitting behind a steering of a car and all of them are trying to have a hold of the steering and drive it, what do you think that will happen to the car? There will be an accident. We are having a lot of accidents in marriages because the two people are all driving the same and holding on to the steering. 
Until you learn to know that the man is driving and the woman is complimenting, you will always have a crash. That is why God said a woman should submit. Because women always have the tendency to run faster ahead of men. But God said slow down and follow the man. And he said the man should love. Because the tendency of the man not to, the man to ignore and become selfish. Men can easily be self-centered and selfish. So God said love. Because in love, you swallow your selfishness. You swallow your self-centeredness. And in submission, you die to your ego and your pride. So God did not make a mistake. He put it together so that it can work. Are you here with me? If you take a salt and you take water, they all have their components and they have their parts. But if you want to have a solution, you put the salt and dissolve it. But when the salt dissolves, the salt has its properties, but it has taken over the water. And the water has no choice than to take the state of that salt and just agree with it. In the same thing with marriage, like the teeth and the tongue. If you cannot sacrifice, you cannot be in marriage. It's as simple as that. There is no formula anywhere. Listen, you can fast and go to a chairman to pray 24-7. Fast until you have ulcer. If you cannot learn to swallow your pride and stay with your marriage or with a lady or with a man, you can never make the marriage to work. Sacrifice is the critical key to make every marriage triumph. Do you think marriage couples don't fight? Do you think your parents have existed for all these years and giving birth to you to grow that they live in their marriage and every time they are looking at themselves and calling Darlene and sweetheart and they are just enjoying themselves? Go and ask and they will tell you. What is wrong with today's marriage and a divorce is because today's generation we are too selfish and self-centered. We think we know and out of our true know we make foolish of ourselves. And that is where the problem is. We disturb the church, we disturb the pastors, we disturb everybody with our marital problems because we are not ready. Even when we are cancelled, we are not ready to swallow our pride. You can never get this marriage far if you are not ready to sacrifice. I'm preaching with passion. Because the church is sick and tired of camouflage weddings. Spend money, but we end it on the rock because of our disrespect for one another we are not ready to sacrifice we are not ready to let go you see marriage is not about fashion it's not about dressing it's not about the cars you are going to drive it's not about the house you are going to sleep in there is a difference between a home and a house the house is just the blocks that have been put together but the home can be under a tree but if there is peace there it's better than a house So sacrifice is important. Young guys and young ladies, listen to me. Don't jump into marriage like as if it's a window shopping or it's a wagon. And see the wearing of the ring as a fashion. If you cannot learn to sacrifice, don't dream of marriage. Because you are disturbing us. And people think marriage nowadays is about sex. So I need to have sex. Look at the muzzle of the man. Look at the back of the lady. You think it's about sex? You enter into the marriage. And along the line you realize that your wife or your husband will not, you will not even appeal to each other. If you don't work on the marriage, you will live forever and you don't even have sex. People are looking at their qualifications and their positions in office and they want the same thing to be repeated in the house. So when the man comes home and the woman is saying, my dad, he said, don't you know I am honorable? Who are you? You are honorable in your office. In the house, you are a husband. The 
problem we are having in the marriage is that people are entrenched their titles. I am a bishop. I am a pastor. I am a doctor. I am this. And it's because they want the same treatment they receive in their office to be treated in the home. It doesn't work that way. That is why in the house you strip yourself naked before your wife. Bible says, and the two of them were naked and they were not ashamed. Can you strip yourself naked in the office to your secretary? Or to your, to your client that are coming to you, can you strip yourself naked before them? So how do you want to carry your title to the house and you want people to respect you because you carry a title? Your children cannot even relate to you because you are the boss in the office and want to be the boss in the house. If you cannot learn to sacrifice your position and let go of your pride and your ego, this message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry product at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233 233 249 3361 email the next thing you need is your commitment. Commitment to a thing. If you are committed to something, you give it your time. You give it your energy. You give it your everything. A lot of people and marriage are breaking because we are not committed in the first place. When the man told you, I love you and say yes, he was not even talking of commitment. He was talking of last. Immediately he finished. He said, can you visit in my house? And then you start cooking for the person. The next time he's pulling your, your trousers or your drawers and everything wants to sleep with you. There are no commitments in relationships nowadays. What I will earn, I'm going to buy you a dress. I'm taking you to Dubai. I'm going to give you a mobile phone. I'm going to give you iPhone 6, iPhone that. And that is all what we are interested in. What we will get than thinking of commitment. When God was instituting marriage, he instituted marriage with commitment in mind. That is why Adam came from town and realized that Eve has sinned. You were not supposed to have taken this and you taken it. As for me, I'm not part. So carry your body and let me go my somewhere. But Adam understood the issue of commitment in marriage. So when he got there and saw that Eve has sinned, the only choice for Adam was to take the fruit and eat so that he can be one with Eve to suffer the same consequences. That is commitment. Yes. Commitment. People are married today. They are not committed. You are not committed with your money. You just want to be a parasite to suck blood. You'll be sucking the blood in a marriage. When you get your money, you go and hide your money under the pillow. Hide it under the bank. Hide it under the bed and everywhere. But you make one person to spend all the time as if you are not tasted money before. Yet you have the money to support the home. Commitment is sharing. Commitment is not taking advantage of one another. You commit your time together. You don't carry your work from the office and expect your wife not to do her work in the house. When he's looking for your attention, that is where you are busy working. But when you are free, you don't expect her to be, to be free. You want her to respond to things. 
Commitment is mutual agreement. What I like, you also like. What I dislike, we dislike. So we work together to make it work. You need commitment in this marriage. Without commitment, you cannot do anything. Don't go and buy things for yourself and leave your wife. If you are looking good, your wife should also look good. Commitment. Commitment. The final thing, because I don't want to take much of your time, is forgiveness. Is forgiveness. There is nothing that kills faster than bitterness. You can never be able to be the what God wants you to be if you are full of bitterness and jealousy. And man and husband can live in the marriage and they are competing each other. It's a shame. If if you see by the blessings of God, all of you cannot rise the same. If you release balloons, they will all fly at different masses. In the same thing in the marriage, one can be rich, it can be the woman or it can be the man. But you need to be able to enjoy each other. You are not in there to compete with yourself. You are in there to compliment yourself. If you cannot learn to forgive, Dinah will offend you. Dinah, Daniel will offend you. Believe you me, he will offend you. But anytime you are offended, ask yourself, if I'm the one, what will I do? You see, the best way to learn to forgive is whenever somebody offends you, go and stand in the mirror and look straight in the mirror, eyeball to eyeball in the mirror, look at yourself, and say, this is what the person did. If I also did this, will I deserve forgiveness? Our, our attitude and everything and the way we behave sometimes and everything is as a result of the fact that we take ourselves out of the equation and we put somebody there. But you see, before you can understand somebody, you have to empathize with the person and not to sympathize with the person. Forgiveness is what we take this marriage for. If you cannot let forgive and you are bitter against each other, believe you me, it doesn't matter how many pastors will pray for you, counsel you will receive, books that you will read, whatever you will do, you can't go anywhere because forgiveness is key. And any time you do it, you will get this thing, freedom from it. And whenever there is an error, remember that you are part of that error. Whenever there is a problem, remember that you are part of the problem. A man of God was giving a, a, a story and was saying that he, he stuck his feet with meat. And then he traveled and there was doom so. And the whole bit got bad because they stayed longer. And when they came, the fridge, you know how it is like. The whole thing have gone bad. So the whole house was smelling. And they packed everything from the freezer. Washed everything. Mopped the place. And then sprayed the whole place with the best fragrance and everything. Opened the windows and doors. You know how you do it. After they have done everything, everybody was smelling that the house was smelling good. The house was smelling good. But the man of God alone says that the house was still smelling like the rotting fish. And the rotting meat. And the wife was angry. Everybody was, and he was angry with them. He said, no, can't you smell it? I am smelling it. But nobody is smelling what he was smelling. So out of the frustration, he went into the bathhouse to go and wash his face. You know when he gets angry sometimes, you just want to just want to wash his face and all. And in the washroom is a mirror. When he looked straight into the mirror, he realized that the rotting meat was on his nose. <laughs> so actually, he was not smelling the rottenness of the place. He was smelling the rotting chip of the meat on his nose. You see, sometimes we are the problem. If you can smell your own rottenness, You can wash your face and help somebody to correct its rottenness. Before you think somebody is wrong, ask yourself, who are you? And what did you do wrong? And that is the only thing that can save you your marriage. Married couples that are here, please, there is no marriage that is perfect. If you are not ready to work at it, then don't go into it. And once you are already in it, you have already committed. 
So the best thing is to swallow your pride and come down to work at it. Both you, the woman and the man. It is a work that everybody have to do it. Learn to forgive. Learn to say, I am sorry. I am sorry does not kill you. And don't say it because it's like a chorus you are singing in the house like a earlier chorus. Say it when you mean it. So that you don't go back doing it again. And the Lord will help us. And to those of us who are going to go into marriage. Marriage is not like cake. And neither is it like a window shopping. Nowadays the youngest, uh, you counsel them and I said, are you ready? Say, oh, Pastor, but when I go in and I'm, I cannot, I will step out. Who told you? Can you take paper? When you go home today, go and check it. Take paper. Eh? And take stippler. And stipple the papers together. When you finish, get angry. Tear the paper from where you stipple it and separate it. And see whether the paper will be the same again. That is how divorce is. Anytime you separate, there is a part of you that goes with the man. There's a part of you that goes with the woman. It's never been easy. So before you go into it, look before you leap. Don't look at the back of the lady and think that is marriage. Don't look at the muzzle of the man and think that is married. Nowadays, ladies are loving for funny and, excuse my language, stupid things that does not make sense. And the man have a hair on his chest. And the man has a muzzle. And the man is this. And when you look at his front, he is, who told you that is marriage? This man, can, this man is not working. He's busy body going around. He doesn't even have a future. He doesn't have a focus. He doesn't have a vision. You ask him, what are your plans? He says, oh, nobody. God will provide. You see, God does not provide for a foolish vision. God provides for a well vision. If you don't have a well-thought plan, God cannot step into that plan. You see, let's stop hiding under God with our irresponsibilities and become responsible. Because God is not a responsible, irresponsible God. He's a responsible God. When he was even creating the heavens and the earth, he planned it. That's why you have day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. And so Christians, we are supposed to be the first to plan. And not to waste our time and saying that it is God. God doesn't work that way. Miracles are not happening that way. And we are being deceived every day. It's about time you shine your eyes. Because God is a God of plan and a God of order. And that is what he's expecting in marriage. Your marriage can only work if you plan your life. Don't buy by impulse. Don't jump because you saw your friend having a limousine. You are also going to have a limousine. Or he hasn't this money. He's at this house. I'm also going for it. Competition is not part of marriage. Don't compete with anybody. Move at your own pace. Tomorrow, you will also get there. And the Lord will bless you. Thank you very much. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7am to 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm to 8.30pm for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7pm to 10pm for our breakthrough prayer service You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you.